You're listening to Podcast BXN, a video game podcast delivering player experience news. Let's go! Welcome, everyone, to episode 132 of Podcast PXN, the world's number one video game podcast in all the lands. Top rated on Spotify, most number of viewers, three years running. I am your host, Gage Dempster. I am joined by the wonderful Dan is DTM on Twitter. Daniel Prindle, how are you today? Doing well. Awesome. Uh, I am joined by the host of Large Popcorn and Video Essayist, Christian Messias. How are you? I'm so tired, but I'm ready to talk with you guys. I missed you all, all three of you. Hell yeah. Especially Ro. Oh, thank that's you. acceptable. Actually, that's, that's, <laughs> that's the right answer. And the Nintendo aficionado, Rashan at Roro on Twitter. Rashan, how are you? I'm doing great. Ready to talk video games. Hell yeah. Um, all right. Topic of the show today is we finally get to see what PlayStation has been working on. What we know is Codename Spartacus has been revealed as actually just a reband of PS Plus, and we'll get into that later. But first, we got some quick bites. Uh, we're going to run through these real quick. That's our quick bites. And if we have something to say, we'll mention it. But if not, we just kind of move around to the next thing. First of all, um, Gran Turismo 7 has already been addressed by the president of... How do you say this? Polyphony. Polyphony. That's what it, I see it. And it's like, that's... Uh, I don't like those. Like those <laughs> I probably made that up. Christian could tell me if I was right. <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. Is it polyphony? It's polyphony. See, so you say it and it looks obvious, Digital. but when I look at that, my dyslexia just goes on red alert. It's like, that's... Mm. Anyways, the president of Polyphony has uh, already addressed um, some concerns around Gran Turismo 7. There's been a lot of discourse, and um, it's just a blog post detail that they are readdressing the in-game economy, which has been which has felt very grindy and pushing players towards um, microtransactions. At least that's the that's how it feels. I haven't been able to play it yet, but it's already been addressed by the president, and he says that they are working to improve overall uh, the rewards and and the in-game economy. So that's cool. Have you guys yeah. played Gran Turismo Seven at all? God, dude, I want to. I want to buy Gran Turismo Seven so bad, but like it came out right before, or right after Elden Ring, so I just didn't have the right. time for it. I plan to. It, honestly, it feels like a wait for sale game, or or a PS Plus game, if you know what I mean. Well, more on that topic of the show, but yeah, I would like to get into it. But I I did see from fans that it just felt like kind of a grind, which luckily they are addressing, and hopefully it ends up better. Sure. Um, I also wanted to bring up that uh, it got super review bombed on Metacritic, and it's now sitting at a user score of 1.8 because of all this, uh, oh. yeah, all of this stuff. So obviously, it's critically received at really well. It's like an 87, but the user score just went downhill with all this, uh, all this news regarding the microtransactions. You, I'm glad that you brought that up, Rasham, because I actually forgot about that. It is the lowest rated PlayStation game of all time. Insane. One. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing user score don't matter <laughs> towards our yeah. fantasy critic. <laughs> so lucky. Yeah. And that's um, Metacritic, right? Not open critic. Yeah. Right, yeah. That is Metacritic. Oh, hold on. Breaking news. Oh. <laughs> I got a new match on Tinder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway. Oh my god. Um moving on to number two. Um I hate this world. The Sons of the Forest has been delayed to October from May. And um, it's, it, it hurts. It hurts. 
And Knight doesn't say anything about their games at all. They don't give any... There's zero communication from the studio. The only time you hear from them is when the game gets delayed. So we'll see if it actually lands in October. I'm very upset. And my open critic uh, fantasy draft is starting to... I'm starting to shake my boots a little bit. Yours? How about the news here in a little bit? Oh, yeah, Dan. Crimey River. I feel like I saw the <laughs> reveal for this game, like, I don't know, pre-COVID, if I'm being honest. It's or been... No, you're not, actually, which is a bit insane. I think it was Game Awards 2018. Yeah. Which, is, which hurts me. Damn. It hurts me a little bit. In a little while. Just a little bit. Um, Coffee Talk and What Comes After developer Mohamed Fami dies at 32. So this is a bit unfortunate. I'm actually not familiar with this, uh, with this developer's game, but um, his sister announced on Twitter that he had passed recently, very suddenly, and um, there's lots of really... Uh, touching tweets on um, on Twitter that you can find of people that have worked with him, um, just giving their sort of condolences and and saying some really sweet things. So, um, uh, Rishan, Christian, have you guys uh, played games? I um, dabbled a little bit in Coffee Talk, and oh, I'm sorry, Ro. No, go for it. Go for it. I'll go after. And uh, After Love has been one of my most anticipated games uh, of this year. So this is like. I feel like more of a, of a newcomer to, to, to Fami, if I'm being honest. But, like, from what I've seen, it's, it was, like, a tragic loss. And, like, right. he seemed like he was a very important voice, not just in the industry, but also, like, uh, you know, like an Asian, Asian voice in the games industry. So, yeah, this is very tragic to see. And, like, I'm still going to be supporting uh, After Love EP when that comes out. And it's going to be, I don't know, just, just a lot more bittersweet when that game comes out. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, I completely agree. It's it sucks. It's just like such a, a sad story at like 32, as you're saying, so young and I, such a talented and creative mind to have in the industry. So it's really sad to see him go. And I I have played Coffee Talk, loved it. I played What Comes After as well. I actually played it on an extra live stream in 2020 and we pl- played through the whole thing on stream. It was really great. Um, but yeah, it's it's really sad. So I can only imagine how the people who worked with him and his family must be feeling right now. But yeah, After Love EP, definitely going to pick that up when it comes out. I, I mean, I was anyway, but yeah, it's just really sad. Very sad um, indeed. Yeah, I, we're, I, we're sending out some good vibes to his family. I didn't yeah. know anything about him either, and uh, I wish I had and played his games, but I have not. Um, Obviously, I threw it on there because I knew Roe had tweeted about it, and I knew he had been a big fan of his. So, yeah, yeah man. I'm so yeah. I'm kind of kind of shivering right now. It's kind of it's really sad because Coffee Talk Two comes out later this year too, and it coming without him is just like, yeah, it's just really sad, really sad. Hmm. Uh, I'm in the same same boat with Dan. I didn't really. I'm not familiar with his work, but it's unfortunate. Yeah, 32 is way too. Sending, uh, yeah. Sending well wishes and thoughts to his there. Um, moving on, uh, Forza Horizon 5 has added a new progression system for the PvP mode. Um, it a- adds quite a bit of uh, a bit of things, but it's getting its Series 6 update, so it's getting a bunch of additions to um, blueprints, and it's got a bunch of new cars, new car pass, um, four new seasons to work towards, and um, a new Horizon Open, which is uh, drift-styled. You get a cool... Mustang Mach E, which looks awesome. So that's exciting. Are you guys still playing Forza? Forza? You still dabble in every now and then? Yeah, I think I, I play it the most when uh, Gage and and his friends and Glenn and 
all of them are playing it. I join up with them and have some fun, but I haven't played it seriously in a while. <laughs> Got it. One of my favorite memories that I'll cherish forever, Dan, is um, Glenn and I talking back and forth about the speed that we're going in the proper <laughs> units, and then you would be like, "How are you going? How are you going 400 miles an hour?" And we're like, "No, no, no Dan, we're going 400 kilometers an hour." <laughs> Good memory. Yeah. All hail metric. Um, next gen Apex Legends update brings uh, Series X and PS5 enhancements finally. Uh, so 4K HDR, 60 frames per second, uh, 120 frames goodness, all the stuff you you should expect from this type of update. Uh, increased draw distances, uh, higher texture quality, all that good stuff. So if you're still playing Apex Legends and you're playing it on the Series X or Series S or PS5, you've got some enhancements that you can take uh, advantage. Tell you when games utilize 120 frames per second, it's like, oh my god! I'm mean, yes. not to be crude, but like it's an orgasm to my eyes. I'm sorry, <laughs> I, it had to be said. It's amazing. And to no. be cl- to be clear, they said 120 hertz may come later. That's not in this update, which Got is it. a little okay. unfortunate. But uh, okay, yeah. Well, at least you can do 4K uh, 60, right? Yep. For, yeah. For a BR, that's that's awesome. Yes. Yeah, and the fast-paced nature of Apex, it being at 120 frames per second, would be that would be insane. Yeah. So <laughs> can't wait to see what that looks like. Destiny PvP in 120 is fantastic. I yeah. actually haven't played that. I need to play that. Yeah, and you should PvP. Yeah, let's get row PS5 or PC. <laughs> I would love that. I would love that. <laughs> you know what? Let's just let's get Shan, it. Shannon, I'll him. build let's... you a BPPC, my guy. I can do it. Oh man, we. We can just oh, get man. him, get him whatever he wants with all the profits of PXN right now. We're, <laughs> yeah. we're, just use company money. Cash. Yeah. You know what we'll do is we'll we'll, we'll use our sponsor, we'll use our sponsor yeah. uh, from Man Meat. Oh yeah, Man Meat's sponsoring us for the thirteenth week in a row. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Which we'll have more about that later. Oh um, no. Please. No. Uh, uh, and some good news for the fantasy uh, for the no. fantasy league. Breath of the Wild Two has been delayed. Get fucked, Dan. <laughs> Oh, no. Get uh, absolutely yeah. tilted. Now right? do God of War next. No, <laughs> Christian. What do you mean? You're supposed no, to be you... the PlayStation guy here. You should be help rooting uh, for we it. Don't, we don't need God of War this year. No. It's not coming this year. Christian. No. As soon as this <sighs> fantasy as soon as this fantasy league started, it it's it became war. Yeah. <laughs> I guarantee you, I guarantee you. People are saying March for Zelda. That'll get pushed to April. I guarantee you April will be God of War and um, um, Breath of the Wild 2 the same Could month. Be. I'm calling it right now. It's going to happen. Interesting. A lot of people were pointing out how Nintendo said uh, they were aiming for 2022 to release it, and they're like, yeah, it's basically, it's coming 2023 because they're aiming for it in 2022. Right. So. Yeah. yeah. I hope it's a March release. That would be cool if it, it uh, released on the anniversary. Yeah. But, uh, but who knows? Who knows? Yeah, still excited yeah. for this game. Oh yeah, are you kidding me? They showed a little bit of new footage in in like they the did. yeah, yeah. The, the the arm, mm. the arm. Yeah, he has like na- like claws. <laughs> it looks the, like, yeah. and the master sword is like broken and it's yeah. glowing. So cool! Can't wait. The sky stuff looks so cool. Like right? Oh. Yes. Yeah. Breath of the Wild Infinite. You're here for it. It's uh, <laughs> it looks good. Um, that was a Bioshock joke. That's my bad. Very poor. Should have said it. Very poor game as well. 
What? Really? Christian, no. No, no. I'm inclined to not believe Christian. you because you were really wrong about Bioshock. Infinite. Bioshock Infinite is not good. No, Christian. Your opinions you. on Bioshock is out here. terribly. Get out of here. terribly. I, I can't it. believe when I play... Well, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to drop some ice with Christian lore. When I played that game for the first time, I was like, hmm, is this better than The Last of Us? And then a month later, I was like, I'm fucking insane, dude. Christian. And then, <laughs> I can't believe I uttered those words. <laughs> yeah, uh, Infinite has gotten worse and worse. Christian. Bioshock Infinite is at a 94 on Metacritic. Do not tell me it's bad. Just saying. I'm just speaking, spitting facts here. <laughs> it's a spicy episode, boys. It's a spicy <laughs> episode. I bring the chaos when I host. I don't even mean to. Um, moving on to the next bit of quick bites, which are not quick at all because I'm hosting, and some for some reason that <laughs> the show has to go along when I host. Uh, $100 million has been raised from Epic slash Microsoft profits from Fortnite to benefit Ukraine. Let's go. Um, that's really exciting. Um, Do you remember last week when I said, wow, this is insane. $30 million. This is like huge. And then here we are a week later. And this this post is from like Monday or something. Or yeah. Even Sunday. Yeah. I think it was Monday. $100 million. That it's, That is crazy. It's huge. It's huge. Um, and like yeah, I like, awesome. I like also how they literally are telling you exactly where the money's going. Like they they have all of the people they're working with, UNICEF, WFP, refugees, direct relief, and they're now collaborating with World Central Kitchen. I think that's really cool that they're like telling you where the money's going. They're not just saying, yes. oh, it's going to Ukraine or whatever. Right. Yeah. Transparency right. is really important. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, I think Ukraine's largest donor is yes. Fortnite. Is like Epic wow. Games. It's like a video game company is making the most difference over there, which is so cool. Yeah, the largest. It's corporate. cool, but also a little bit sad because um, in a way, yeah, you're video, right. Why yeah. is a video game company <laughs> right. providing the, the most support? Yeah, but it's is. also like 100% of their profits, right? And it's like the one of the biggest like entertainment. Yeah, property for sure. Like, in ever right now so at the yeah. start of a new season with a new battle pass like that's crazy man yeah spoilers for uh what you got for me but like if you scroll through the the the, the shop they have like all these bundles and it'll say right there like this is like directly supporting ukraine like on, on like right. a lot of them so um so yeah just good stuff there uh activision blizzard uh so into sonaka stuff activision blizzard settled its sexual harassment lawsuit for a measly $18 million. Um, now, it's one of those things where it's like, I see this and I'm like, I'm glad that you are being held accountable, but it's like $18 million versus, like somebody died over this stuff. You know what I mean? Like, might be, it might yeah. be a bit, might be a bit harsh to think about, but it's like, I see, I see the number 18 million. And it's like, ugh, I still feel like you guys are getting let off easy. Like that's, yeah, that's nothing. Yeah. To them, that's right? nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. I, I can equate this to like, just bear with me for a second. So in in soccer news here in Portland, um, there was a player who like uh, assaulted his his wife, like like beat, beat her and stuff. Um, and so there was like it was like a huge thing and about how like uh, the team like owners knew about this and they tried to cover it up. Blah blah blah. They finally settled and it was twenty five million dollars like uh, to cover that. When you compare that to one of the owners, like yelled some stuff at a referee like two seasons ago and was fined a hundred million dollars. So, like, how is one thing uh, like 
four times more than like assaulting someone. Like right. that doesn't make sense. In the same vein, like eighteen million dollars. Like yes, it's a lot of money, and like that's you know great. It's something, but it still doesn't really quite seem like enough. Yeah, like, more like a slap on the wrist, if that. Especially from a company that is going through a seventy billion dollar acquisition. <laughs> it's like sure, Jesus. Right, and that's the thing. I don't mean to be morbid or, or, or down, but I just think like, okay, $18 million. We're not sure how this is being divvied up, but let's say it all goes to the family of the woman uh, that ended up committing suicide. It's like, great, now they have $18 million and they still have that person gone from their family. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, super super unfortunate. It's crazy that there's, yeah, I'm guessing that's why they settled is because they didn't want to face any sort of uh, criminal trial or anything like that, but yeah. So there's some sort of closure, I guess, happening now. It's like you're saying, though, it's like no amount of money is ever enough to get rid of that that grief for that family and whoever was uh, whoever has been at the hands of these sexual harassment allegations and stuff like that. Um, But again, like there's nothing's going to change unless people start leaving the company. That's the real change that needs to happen. It doesn't matter how much money Activision is paying people to shut up. The people who are making the allegations or who are not making allegations, the people that are causing (laughs) lawsuits to happen in the first place should be not at the company anymore. And Bobby Kotick's Mm -hmm. still there. Even yeah, Bobby Kotick, like that eighteen million dollars. This doesn't like, see. That's even, the thing. This doesn't even for him. Precedent. Yeah, yeah. because th- this is this is like when you know when Justin Bieber d- uh, drives his Ferrari down the street, street races, and and gets a you know a four thousand dollar fine. It's like the guy makes a million dollars a month. That's yeah. not you're not dissuading him at all. So, so yeah. It's got to be like you know less than a percent of someone's like net worth. There, Absolutely. you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. yeah. Yeah, Christian. Uh, oh, sorry. I was go gonna ahead, make go a light joke to end on, but if you Do have it. something, okay. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Tell me, Christian. <laughs> Glenn says, "What is soccer?" In the chat. You know what? Shut up, man. The USA just qualified for the World Cup for the first time in over eight years. I love it. Why don't you get with the program, buddy? Oh, I love this energy. I love it. <laughs> I feed off of it. Um. Okay, moving on also, to some more you. nonsense. Go ahead. I said also I love you, and I feel bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Among Us dropped Master Chief uh, stuff and Ratchet and Clank for the PlayStation version. That's, that's kind of neat. Is anybody still you... playing uh, Among Us? I'll dive back in to get this. I want the Master Chief. Dan, you're a fiend. That's why. Yes, I am. If I, if we, let's be real, if us four played Among Us, I would vote Dan every time automatically. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> no, I don't know what you mean. Why don't you expand on that? Like, even if I knew he was a crewman, be like, you know what? Like, it's Dan. It's gotta be Dan. <laughs> what if we did a podcast PXN Among Us Wait, stream? Christian, remember a few weeks ago when that. you said that you're always, right? you're always, you're always piling what? on me. You know, here we go again. This 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 is my shtick now. I just I've accepted it. <laughs> hey, this is good. This is why we need a, a, a we need an Among Us podcast PXN stream. This would be okay. fantastic. That would be cool. Um, Heart Machine reveals Hyper Lightbreaker coming spring 2023. I've never heard of this before. I saw that you sent it in our group chat. I watched the trailer or, or went to their Steam page and saw like their their clips and all that and the screenshots. This looks super cool. This looks yeah. really cool. They they've got incredible art style there, and like for it to be you know a sequel to Hyperlight Drifter, um, but like what they learned with Solar Ash, like kind of like cool traversal, 
3D um, co-op, which is insane. Yeah, th- this should be a, a great game. This this totally had a left field announcement, but I'm, I'm glad it's here. Right. Um, okay, moving on to our next segment. Street Beat, brought to you by Man Meat. Use code Daniel Prindle no. at manmeat.com. No, Daniel has no code for 50% off your man first meat. order. That's <laughs> Daniel Prindle for 50% off your first order. Thanks, Man Meat. Okay, so Street Meat. This is the section where we talk about things that uh, could be good, could be bad. You never know until you put it in your mouth. Uh, so the first... <laughs> uh, first order of business. According to an article from Jez Corden of Windows Central, Xbox is planning on launching a family plan for Xbox Game Pass, and it could be unveiled as early as holiday 2022. This is huge news. Now, I that's should early. note... That's like eight months away. That's eight months away. Now, I put this as Street Meat because it is technically a rumor, even though it's coming from Windows Central and Jez Corden, who's, an, who's a reliable journalist, journalist. I wouldn't even say he's an industry insider. He's definitely just an actual established journalist. Um, it is still technically a rumor. He's reporting on what he's heard from anonymous sources so um this is huge though because uh, especially when we get into topic of the show and uh, lots of comparisons and charts being thrown around one of the big sort of um things that nintendo has over its competitors is the uh is the family plan uh so oh, love it really cool that uh xbox could potentially be seeing this apparently we, we have no details on specifics for pricing but uh jez corden did note that uh what he's heard is that it's uh quote far cheaper than um, paying for uh, the amount, which is to, uh, which, uh, according to his article, is five. So it's going to be five subscriptions to Game Pass Ultimate, and he says that it's far cheaper than subscribing to five separate ones. So that's um, that's huge. Yeah, I need to know what like, because sh- surely they've crunched the numbers on this kind of stuff before. Like they're probably doing it now, you know, right? Like finalizing right. all that stuff. No way. It's like yeah, if we have up to five people sign up for this this past together we'll still be like you know making money offering these like high quality games on our platform each and every month there's no way i don't believe well, xbox can be see, this successful that's that's crazy to me i well, I, I agree with you christian actually because i don't i i'm not even convinced that it's profitable now i i see how it can be profitable over uh you know with with volume i'm definitely not one of those doubters that it's never going to be profitable but th- what we've seen from xbox is that they have bank and now they're using it they're using it to try and get a leg up on the competition. So I don't think they're making a profit now. And I agree with you, Christian. I see this and I'm like, well, how is this going to, how does this affect the deals that you make with, uh, with publishers and all this stuff uh, for paying for games on Game Pass? How does this affect? It's, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I have no idea. Uh, Daniel, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I accidentally bumped my mic when you were talking. It freaked me out. Uh, any, uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely see what you guys are saying, but like, I feel like like this would open up a lot more revenue for them that they previously wouldn't be getting. Maybe I'm mistaken in this, but like I'm just thinking like if one person in your household has Game Pass Ultimate and normally like they're sharing their account or whatever, or maybe you know they have kids or whatever they're sharing with it and saying, "Hey, log into my Xbox under my account. You can play with these games." I feel like it may open up the possibility to those parents saying, "Oh." I can just, you know, save some money and get you guys game passes also. And they're getting two more revenue streams or however many kids they have that they wouldn't have otherwise had. 
obviously, you know, I, I, that's not like, you know, research or anything like that. So I have right. no idea what the numbers actually look like. That's just my, you know, takeaway from it is, is kind of that. But then you also have the other side where it's like, maybe you have people exploiting it where you have like you and four friends that are like, Hey, let's all sign up together and like save money. Uh, so. Which is what we're I'm going to do. And I'm, I'm sure <laughs> I mean, enough, a lot of people are going to do as well. Absolutely. Right? That's immediately what I thought of. My only question though, Dan, for, for that, for that scenario, cause I did think of that though, is that Xbox currently has the home console system in place. So if you're, if you, if it's a family situation and the, if just one person has their game pass ultimate, the entire family can already benefit from that wait is that true though for game pass i didn't i thought with game pass you had to have it on the account you're playing with because i think it's I was, with game sharing it works that way but i don't think right. it works that way for game pass unless i'm mistaken i could be wrong i was operating under, under the impression but i haven't tested that any time okay. recently yeah. but either so i mean yeah that's a good point so if it's if it doesn't work like that then absolutely i was under the impression it was i have i i don't um the, al but, the alternative is that there are still tons of people who have like PCs, for example, and don't have Game Pass. And because of this family plan, I'm like, well, you know, if you get it, um, then I'll get it too because it's going to be cheaper for us to all get it together. And suddenly there's more people that are coming onto Game Pass. Um, interesting. That's a yeah. great point as well, Christian, because, you know, people on PC right now are paying $9.99 a month for Game Pass for PC. So, like, if they get Ultimate, obviously they're not getting a benefit. So, like, if you have friends on PC and you're on Xbox. Like, I wonder how the mm. pricing will work. Like if you mix ma mix and mash, if that will actually save the PC players money or not. I don't, I don't know. That's a good point, Dan. Yeah. Because ultimate, the big draw of ultimate is that it's live plus game yeah. pass. Whereas on PC, you don't require live, right? So what's, what's the draw there? That's yeah, that's interesting. Um, but yeah, I agree with I, I second Christian. I'm immediately going to try and weasel my way into some sort of, <laughs> some sort of, uh, too many subscription services, man. I got to save money oh, where I, I can. Well, we got yeah. more for you, Christian. Oh, Do we? Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, I heard you Um, and the second, second bit is that there are, uh, there are quite a few rumors going around of a big PlayStation acquisition or, uh, to be more nebulous, just some sort of big PlayStation announcement or news. That no, is no, no. apparently on the horizon. I can corroborate this. Oh. Like I, so oh. I, said that, so I said that like if I know. Industry insider Christian. <laughs> no, I listened. I listened to Games Daily this morning while I was yeah. at the office, and Jeff Grubb came on the show uh, on that show, and he was he he said it first, which made then Greg Miller be like, okay, yeah, this is what I heard too. There's a big PlayStation acquisition that is like currently happening, and people didn't know if that was like going to be announced this week or if that deal is finalized or when that's happening, but. There are people in the industry, insiders, hearing the right. same thing, that there is a big acquisition in the works. Okay. Who's it going to um, be? I, I mean, From is the one that's getting tossed around a lot. That's what, that's what I've been hearing, is that From Software is... is oh. The, is, um, I've also Love heard that. Konami. Yeah. Yeah. The other is... Um, was it Square? I think people, people are still around Square. I've heard Konami. Is that what you're thinking of? No, I think it was Square is what I what I was seeing people talk about on Twitter. Konami, mm -hmm. I don't I don't know. I, I don't know if they would do that. Yeah, I don't I think don't Konami. I, I don't see them doing that. I don't Have think they Konami... made much though lately? The last big no. Konami <laughs> game I remember is Metal Gear Survive, and that was yeah. lukewarm at best. They've been making pachinko machines. You know, they're still <laughs> making their money. They they're they're doing stuff. <laughs> they have like 
new merch going out like every two to three months and just right. on their ip and people buy it yeah and that's, that's their true. biggest asset is their ip like they they have no value essentially in their developer <laughs> stu- development studios anymore i don't think well that's yeah. that's exactly why that's i think shame. it might why it might be a brilliant idea is because the playstation acquisition wouldn't affect any of that they still get that and then sony just has access to their ip so they could use their own developers but um i think from i i if, if i had to guess my gut says from software but which would be a great get, but also like terrible because like Elden Ring is one of the highest selling games from from software ever put out. Literally, literally like the best selling game, and that came out multi platform, right? That's why it sold so well. You know. Now so. here's the question, though: is that um, is from because of the monstrous success of of Elden Ring, which is crazy compared to their past releases. Like this game has gone well above anything that they've launched before. Are they? If if they were in talks with PlayStation, are they now using that to say like, "Hey, you guys got Bungie and they're multi-platform. If you want us, we're staying multi-platform." Mm. Is that maybe something that they've that they've said? Because this this has been a huge, huge release. Not sure because if you if you like FromSoft players will know that you know they had the chance to sweep them up a long time ago with Demon Souls, right? And they, right. they passed that up infamously, right? <laughs> Maybe from software still feels kind of burnt and engage you onto something. Maybe they, you know, sure we'll, you know, be a PlayStation Studio, but we still want to put our games out multi-platform like that. That could be the case, but right. I don't know. It's been it's been so long since then that I just don't know. And plus, I'm not an insider. Not to say that it won't be a big studio, but it could also be something like Deviation Games or one of those partners that they announced similarly to um, what was their last studio they just acquired. I'm Haven Blanken. Yes. So they announced that right. partnership with Haven and then they acquired them. It could be something like that with, I know deviation off the top of my head, uh, but there's others there's as like well. There's like Firewalk, I think. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. True. Um, so Wait, cool, we're going to... Cool stuff, man. Yeah, we're going to keep an ear out for that and we will let you know as soon as we hear anything. Uh, we've got Christian, <laughs> we got Christian keeping his uh, ear to the ground over at, uh, over at Sony. Heck yeah. Um, God, I wish... <laughs> All right, moving on to the news. Um, Rockstar has announced a GTA Online subscription service, which is called GTA Plus. The service will be priced at $6 US a month, or like $8, I think, Canadian, uh, and provide players with $500,000 currency, which is deposited to your account uh, every month. Uh, Vehicles, uh, property exclusive discounts and more gentlemen this is it this is the age of subscriptions you just started getting tired of all your tv subscriptions well guess what gentlemen i've got news for you you're gonna need a destiny subscription you're gonna need a gta subscription you're gonna need a game pass you're wait is there a, is there a destiny subscription no not yet God. No. not yet yeah <laughs> <laughs> why are you um, saying not yet like if it's looming is there, so, is there rumbles no, no, I'm just joking. Uh, okay. it, it seems like that's the way everything's moving, though. Everything's moving subscription. Fortnite, we'll get, you know. We'll get into Fortnite. that with... Exactly, yep, yeah, Fortnite. Uh, we'll get into that more with the topic mm. of the show. But I did just want to, before I pass it off to uh, to you to see uh, what you guys uh, think about this, I did just do a quick little Google and see what some of the most recent vehicles in GTA Online cost. And most oh, the, dude. Most of the cars, tanks, cool stuff that you actually want to buy around will be generous and say $3 million. So with this subscription, ladies and gentlemen, you just wait six months' time and you get yourself a brand new vehicle. <laughs> I, I will okay. 
Gage, oh, no. as as someone who has played probably too much GTA Online, not that much. Not I'm not like a, a, an insane person. All right, like right. it's it's crazy how that game is structured. You'll need like they'll launch like, Rockstar will launch this like, big update. Oh, you can buy bunkers now and then to go on these like cool bunker missions. So you need to save up money to buy the bunker, which will cost you I don't know, let's say like five million dollars. And once you do that, you have to invest more into other stuff to add to your bunker to then go on these missions. It's like it's just kind of keep circling I, like that. So I I've held this opinion for a very long time and I've been very vocal about it. Um Rockstar makes fantastic games and they're like just could give a shit about their community. It's yes. it's so true. And it's it's true with Red Dead, it's true with GTA. It doesn't matter. Doesn't you you don't care how much you guys whine, cry, beg. This game has been grindy as hell from day one, and yes. they've never fixed it. They don't care. And it, yeah, do you when know, you, do you know it, why? Crazy. Because people spend money. Because yeah, their revenue comes from the shark cards that they always yeah. put on sale mm-hmm. so that you are incentivized to go buy the shark cards, which no one talks about how like disgusting that is but it is it's do it all the time and it's crazy i remember um it was probably within i think the first year maybe the second year when gta online launched uh when people had money hacks obviously um and i don't mean like hacks as in mods i mean just like glitches and stuff like that i remember they were coming after people's accounts and like banning people and i was like you guys are treating this like it's real currency you guys are ridiculous this is crazy yeah rockstar is awful for that but how do we feel about games now seemingly very popular games it seems to be becoming a trend getting their own subscription service um i'm gonna pass it over to you daniel tell us what you think so i'm a little less harsh on this than you guys are uh i feel like this isn't that bad six dollars a month if you love like gta online like obviously five hundred thousand a month isn't gonna get you a crazy amount like you guys are saying but like I feel like that's not crazy. Uh, Like, just for an example, like, I logged into GTA Online for the new gen update for, like, a little bit just to check it out. And uh, I realized I had, like, $4.5 million in my account from when I had... I had redeemed Twitch Prime uh, things and all of these other things in the past. It wasn't even recent. So, like, I don't even know if they've released that kind of stuff recently. So, like, I just had a cool $4.5 million sitting there, and I was like, all right. Well, you can buy uh, one car. Cool four point, yeah, yeah exa- I was going to say, yes, you, exactly. <laughs> See, I can buy, like, one thing, two things max. <laughs> I think that's an exaggeration, personally. It's not. Because it's I, not. Well, no, no. I bought so yes. If you buy like the top of the line stuff, I absolutely agree. But like, which you have you to buy all the, the fun races, things. <sighs> I don't know. If you, I don't know. If you join not, a race online, yeah. you'll need to have those cars to, in order to compete, or else people are smoking you in That's that game. Fair. That's fair. But there's a million other things you could do. You don't have to race. You could do. That's true. With your four point five, <laughs> you could buy one cool thing, or you could just get your Toyota Camry and just you know stay in your lane. <laughs> I just uh, uh, Dan, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna corroborate you for a second. One of my favorite things to do in GTA Online with my friend is we get we we bought bicycles and we'll bike from from the coast all the way up to Mount Chiliad and then just like enjoy the view and just talk for like a minute and then we go fuck around and like ride it down the mountain. That's beautiful. um okay. So I actually I'm gonna I'm gonna also chime in here too. It got to and. But this is only a symptom of how grindy the game is and how you end up not wanting to play it properly. My friend and I would like literally, 
we would when we'd want to hang out over Xbox Live, we would jump into GAT online and we'd like let's have a beach day and we'd go and we'd make our dudes look like they were going to the beach. We'd get in like yeah. one of the civilian cars and just drive the speed limit from the city to like the waterfall and then just start diving off. These are the things you have to do to keep yourself entertained because I see people flying space jets and I'm like, oh, I can't afford a down payment on that, let alone being able to fly it anytime soon. So yes, there is enjoyment to be had. I think I think you're looking at it the micro, you're looking at it with a micro lens, Dan, where I'm looking at it the macro where it's like we have a video game that has its own subscription service that wants money from its people every month. That seems like not a good thing that we should promote no I, I i think it's i think it's a little trickier than that and of course there's motion detected at my front door uh i think it's a little trickier than that because like if the qual if the content they're providing in return for that is is substantial enough and you enjoy what you're you're playing like i, I don't think it's necessarily cut and cut and dry and saying like that's not good or that's good or whatever and especially if you compare it to like Fortnite, for example, Fortnite, if you subscribe to Fortnite Club, I think it's like $12 a month or something like that. And you really you don't get that substantial amount of stuff like you're getting skins for the most part, whereas GTA Online, you're getting things that you're actually utilizing in the game. And also, they've given away a bunch of free stuff, too. Like, I have the um, the Hydra Jet that I don't remember how I even got that, but it's a freaking military jet that you can fly around and have fun with. So I had that just booting up the game. And then I used my $4.5 million to buy a, a cool car that somebody said, Oh, this is really good. Buy it. I was like, all right, spend about 2 million on that. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I personally, I'm just not as down on it, but I, again, I see your guys's points. It, it is another thing you have to pay for. And I, I get it, but also it, this game came out eight years ago, so they kind of supported, yeah. I guess, somehow. That's true. Roshan, uh, how does this how does this news make you feel? Um, it just doesn't seem like something that they need to do, and that they're just doing it to get the money, like you guys were saying. I haven't played GTA Online, I, maybe ever. I think I played it maybe for like an hour one day. Uh, but like Dan was saying, it came out eight years ago. And it's still selling like crazy. Like it's on the top 10 list like all the time still. Yeah. So I think they're still making a lot of money. And this just seems like, I don't know, unnecessary, uh, an unnecessary thing to add. Um, it's, it's, I don't know. I really don't know. Like five ninety nine. It seems like they need to fix the grandiness, like you were saying, Gage, instead of introducing a, a way to... Like the way to fix the grindiness shouldn't be a subscription fee to get the money that is so hard to get mm, in game, right? You know, um, but yeah, it, it's I, I agree with Dan. It, it may not be as cut and dry as as we are maybe making it out to be, but I hope this isn't like a new trend that is happening uh, in games because I I just think the systems that you created should just work in the first right. place and and not have have us shove, shelf out six ninety nine or more to ease the grind. Right. Christian. Are are subs the future? I think unfortunately, yes, yeah. right. However, it's times like this when I see stuff like Rockstar's announcement that really makes me thankful that software came out with a sixty dollar game that is like a like call me a curmudgeon, call me cynic, but like that, that game is like just a, finished. a full experience from start yeah, you know, hundred plus hours, you get the product that you buy you pay for, right? Whereas when I see stuff like this, it's like, well, I feel like like less of a player and more like a commodity to use. 
it's like milk and like and that to me isn't like the kind of experience i like you know yeah i i totally agree and it's it's something again something that i've been saying for a while where it's like video games are more and more every day becoming it's becoming more clear that they're not being treated as art and they're being treated as a business right like it's just becoming more and more transparent that that's the case where it's like how can we make this the most effective business product as opposed to how can we make this the best piece of art that we're on and uh, yeah it's unfortunate which yeah. it, again, it's a little tricky, also, because GTA Five launched with a what forty-hour campaign, which was fantastic. So, like, do you consider that as part of the package? Because obviously, you know, Elden Ring can't—you can't necessarily compare that directly to something like this because you have almost two separate things. You have GTA Online and you have GTA Story. So, like, how do you delineate like comparing this to this? Because they're kind of—I don't know. I, the direct i think the direct comparison between those two you have a point there but i i think i mean not to not to speak for you christian but it's like gta is a symptom of just the atmosphere now like um against uh a lot of the games that are out now elden ring is kind of unique in that sense because gta is not the only game that is trying to i mean we just talked about gran turismo 7 right which was also um from what i heard overwhelmingly unanimously like agreed that it was way too grindy like un- unrealistically yeah. grimy so it does seem to be some sort of i mean and you you have things which you know there's debate around but you have things like halo and, and and call of duty every year like there's a lot of it feels like i i agree christian it feels like yeah it definitely starting to feel a bit more like the, these games are being made with what's the what's the coolest way we can get money out of people as opposed to what's the yeah. coolest best game we can and, which um, sucks because gta online is like it that is it is awesome right like it, it is like, awesome but that's part of so the much problem is do. that yeah you, you boot it up and you want to do all the cool new things and then you can't like you said you have to, you have to drop yeah 16 60 million dollars altogether to get all the things to then do the fun well that's unfortunate um moving on though to the second piece of news halo the series has premiered on paramount plus and uh, it's being met with positive reception overall. Um, many fans and viewers have praised the tone, set design, and performances, while criticism focusing on pacing, CGI, and writing. Um, it's also set a viewership record for Paramount+. Plus. Um, so in the pre-show, I mentioned that I owed Dan an apology because I was very down on this. And I watched the first episode. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, from a technical standpoint, I... St- I feel like I stand corrected. Still, still a lot to be desired on the objective side of things, but I had a fun time with it. Dan, what did you think of the first episode? Yeah, uh, actually, I've watched the first two episodes as the second one came out today. I won't give I anything on that because I know you haven't watched it yet. But yeah, uh, yeah I've re- I really enjoyed it for the most part. Um, there are definitely issues that I have with it. Uh, and I think some some of those issues come out in episode two. Uh but uh, again, I'm not going to go into that. I'll wait for you to get caught up a little bit before we go into I'm that. But to talk about it. yeah, uh, there there are some issues with it. Though, like you you and I talked about a little bit before in the pre-show, like the elite designs, I think are a little weird. Like they don't seem like as agile and like you know slimming and like I don't know quick as as they uh, uh, are in the games. Um, and uh, obviously this is its own thing, so I'm not going to compare it directly to the games, but like there are some really good CG moments. Like I think the profits look freaking incredible. Like that's in. Now here's the... Sorry, go ahead. 
sorry. Yes. And I know that part of the profits is puppeteering and part of it is CG. I get all of that, but like just the, the look of the profits are yes, absolutely incredible. And, uh, even like high charity, which is the covenants, uh, home, well, not world, but home base, their home base. Yeah. Yeah. It looks amazing. Uh, I think it looks fantastic. Um, but yeah, Pablo Schreiber, I think, does a fantastic job as chief. I, yep. I, I honestly, I, I think a lot of people overreacted to the whole taking off his helmet thing because it is a TV I mean, show. I stand. No, I, I disagree. I disagree well, entirely. You're allowed. Why? You're allowed to disagree. I, 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 I compare. Think, I compare it to Mandalorian. Granted, I haven't seen the Halo series, but like, yeah. From I what th- I know, Mandalorian, that moment felt earned. Whereas what I see from people talking about Halo is that moment didn't feel earned. I don't know how you feel about that. I don't agree that it didn't feel earned. I just think it was too soon. I think I really right. liked how they presented it. I just didn't like how soon it was, if that makes sense. Like, sure. So, it, yeah, I, I think I know what you're trying to say, Dan. But I, I don't think it was earned i think it was for a good reason like the reason that it happens in the show is good but i don't think they earned that yet like if like if that exact same moment for the same situation happened like three episodes from now i feel like it would just feel better because it just waited longer to get to that point yeah i i I liked i like the subtext of that scene and and why he did it but i the first episode of the first i I don't know i i feel like it was a little soon yeah i agree i totally agree it was too soon i just i personally i liked that scene and i liked the circumstances surrounding it i thought that was really cool to see that and obviously with it being a tv show it's different than the games because like i'll I'll give you a great example joe staten who is longtime bungee uh writer he was there for a long time he's now head of 343's um uh, division for halo infinite he posted on twitter something that i thought made perfect sense me and gage have had conversations before about this about how the Master Chief should be or this or that or whatever. And he said the perfect thing. He basically said that, like, everyone's Master Chief isn't the same. Like, I may view Master Chief one way. Gage may view him one way. Joe Staten may view him one way. The way Joe Staten views Master Chief in the games is as a vessel to uh, the player, essentially. The player is Master Chief. And... In the show, Joe Staten says that the Master Chief is a a completely different thing. He is his own character. So I think that's an important thing to, like, take away from this. Like, everyone's Master Chief is going to be different because I don't think of Master Chief as the vessel. I don't think of myself as Master Chief when I'm playing Halo, but I know Gage has talked about he does, and obviously Joe has talked about he does. So, like, it is a very, like you know, interesting issue that Halo has in general. Like, how do they think about all these things and, like, incorporate all these things to make everyone happy? That's kind of the tricky dance that they play. But, yeah, I really like Pablo's take on on Chief. And, uh, yeah, very uh, very interested to see see more episodes. You know, it's unfortunate, though, Dan, and I know you said you haven't, you haven't seen a lot of his movies, but I was watching this, and so episode starts off great. I'm not, again, I'm not going to talk about specific spoilers, but comes out with a bang. Yes. Awesome set piece. Awesome, awesome sort of first 15 minutes of this episode. It's really great. I like the tone. It's way more brutal than I thought it was going to be, which yeah. is what I wanted. Um, and um, but I was watching it and I had the problems with this, with the the fact that my problems are with the CGI and the directing. I was like, man, both of those could have been solved with Neil Blomkamp. Both of them could have been solved in one go. 
and it's super upsetting because he's done amazing. His his VFX studio is incredible, and he's also a competent director. Super unfortunate. Also, not a huge fan of how the elites have like three feet on Master Chief in this. I was like, aren't they supposed to be like equally imposing? That's like the whole point of the Spartans, and it's weird to see them all like drastically different heights from each other. But again, that's just what you get when you have actors in suits as opposed to, you know, like proper, really well thought out CGI. But I enjoyed it. Rashan, I am curious. Do you plan on checking this out? Oh, boy. Uh, I, I, I don't know. There's a whole list of shows that I still need to watch. I still need to watch Finish Daredevil. Um, Yo. I need to watch iCarly on Paramount Plus before I watch Halo. You do need to finish uh, uh, Daredevil. That's a fantastic show. Yes. Yeah, you can finish iCarly first. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I do want to... I say I want to watch it, but it's going to get away from me. No doubt yeah. in my mind. It is like months are going to go by and the season's going to be done. And yeah, I'm probably not going to get to it. In my mind, I am. But in reality, I'm probably not going to get to it with the other shows that I want to watch. As... As a mega Halo fan, I feel like it's safe to say as of right now you're not missing much. It's cool for it's cool for Halo fans. I enjoyed what I saw. You're not missing much. This isn't Game of Thrones yet. So <laughs> no no worries there. Christian, do you plan on watching Halo? No, I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> now set follow up question. If they made a split gate TV series. Oh. I don't think I would either. No. <laughs> I, I, honest, if I'm being honest, I'm just like TV is not my favorite medium to watch anymore because i feel like a lot of subscription services are really focused on making content and not like actual kind of tv drama that i'm like really invested in which is my whole problem with the mcu tv shows sorry dan go ahead no that's you're literally saying what i was about to say go for it yeah yeah so like i'm very picky with the tv that i choose to spend my time with because i i know like there are certain shows that they're like that upper echelon s tier kind of level that like i'm looking forward to with like the content that I enjoy, like in film and TV. So, yeah, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna watch a show, it's gonna be the ones that like I I know that are like critically acclaimed that I really want to get into, like right. like The Expanse and. Session. I was just I was just about to say I promise you The Expanse is that S tier, the themes, yeah. everything in it, the writing. Dan, have you watched it a second time yet? Uh, not a second time, no. So the the wonderful thing about The Expanse compared to Game of Thrones is that the books always stayed ahead of the show. So they plant things in season one that pay off in like season five and six. Like that show is so incredibly meticulously thought out that I highly recommend. And to anyone watching who watched the Halo series and maybe didn't like it, the expanse is what I like to call the unofficial Halo series in terms of its tone and its themes. And even there's quite a lot of similarities between characters like Jewel Piermau and, and Catherine Halsey are pretty much the same character. It's cool. Check out the expanse is great. Christian, go ahead. Uh, quick clarification. I said Succession, but I think it's Succession in the pre-show as well. I meant Severance, the new Apple TV show. Uh, that I, I have really heard good things about that. Yeah. Yeah. Christian, that's exactly what I was going to say, by the way. The Marvel TV stuff on Disney Plus is what I would liken the Halo stuff on Paramount to. So, like, it's pretty much... Got it. Okay. You're a big MCU fan that has to have all the content. You're probably going to enjoy the Disney Plus stuff. If you're a big Halo fan that enjoys literally all the Halo stuff, you'll enjoy it. Yeah, it's it's totally oh, a similar sense. thing. Yeah. yeah, I would agree with that. Um, Christian, is there something you'd like to ask us all before we get into... The fantasy draft second. Um, not until after you say the item. Why? <laughs> oh, 
Okay. There is one more item. Every, <laughs> there's got to be one every. There's got to be one every show. Look at that. E3 is canceled for 2022. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Summer Games Fest. You know what? Jeff Keeley is quick to tweet that out. I don't know how I feel about that. You have some respect for the dead, Jeff. But anyways, um, minutes after E3 uh, was being reported that it was canceled, uh, Jeff liked to jump on Twitter and, and say that Summer Games Fest is happening. Uh, it's returning this uh, this summer, and um, the IGN Summer of Gaming is also going to uh, return this year. So there's going to be a live show for both of those. There's going to be lots of uh, game reveals and stuff. It's kind of like their summer version of the Game Awards, kind of, but not quite to that extent, but that's usually what it ends up being. Um, Christian, do you have a question for everyone? <laughs> no, I'm not even getting the question yet. I'm going to just directly <laughs> respond to this news. I'm going to say, I'm sick and tired of seeing, like, uh, games industry, like, actual folks, like, make fun of how E3 is dead. Because I think, one, like, if it's dead, it's dead. It's fine, you know, right? Like, we don't need to the constant jokes. But, like, more importantly, I think small-timers like us, like, E3 does still mean something. Even to yes. the, even even in its dying form, like, it does mean something to go to E3. Like, people remember, like, that those kinds of stuff because it's fun. But more importantly than that, I think for like small teams going to these kinds of events, like it's make or break for so many people that get to even just for like people who want to make it into the industry. That is a place for people to go and network. You don't get that kind of network when you have digital events, and that's right. what everyone like it seems to be forgetting. Is like this is a place to talk to other people about all the stuff that we're enjoying, and like that just completely goes away now that everything is shifting to digital, which is a huge bummer. So like. Yes, I am mourning this guy. I hope E3 <laughs> comes back big in 2023. Right. But that's just me. For sure. And I, I'd like to point out, yeah, like you said, a lot of people are quick to make jokes, and a lot of people are quick to rightfully uh, point out a lot of criticism of E3. Like, they've had a really bad sure. past of, like, doxing journalists and really poor planning and, and um, all this stuff. But I Leaking think... credentials what, online. <laughs> ab no, absolutely, you're right. So when I say, like... So when I agree with you, Christian, and I think when I say when I say um, you know, I want E3 to come back, what I mean is I want some sort of E3 type event where it's like this is a weekend. There is a physical um, element to it, but it's literally a congregation of everything gaming where people can go and people at home can sort of say, "Hey, this weekend is when I'm going to tune into the Xbox stream, the PlayStation stream, the Ubisoft stream. Everything is all in one." go because not only like you said with networking for people that are actually in the industry but um it i've noticed that everything every e3 alternative is like people doing their own press conferences spread over like course of like months and like sometimes you don't know when it's happening until like sure. two weeks before it happens so i personally miss it for just that the nostalgia of like hey guys this weekend e3 is happening Come over to my place. Let's watch it. Let's, you know what I mean? Like it's just, it's just a good time. It's, it's. I know it's overused, but like E three is very much the nerd Super Bowl. Like it's like the hell yeah, let's all get together and watch this. And I, I'm not, I'm, I don't, I'm not sure I'm a fan of the alternative right now. I, I don't like the all, di all digital, all separate, scattered events. I'm not a fan. Dan, how do you yep. feel? Yeah, I totally agree with you, Gage. Uh, I, that was something I looked forward to every year is the E3 week. Like that's right. just something. And you have the conferences that used to be like on two to three days, you would have just packed full of conferences. And I, I would take off work to literally watch all of them because yep. it was so great. Like just getting announcements after announcements. And it was, yeah, that, that is something I'm going to miss. Um, obviously 
there is a little bit of good in terms of spreading things out because you're getting stuff more over a longer period of time. But at the same time, I'd rather have everything at once and have like an event out of it because it's just more exciting that way. And it's actually like to your point, Christian, uh, before about small time people, you know, getting, you know, uh, you know, features or whatever, like, just having e3 in your you know uh youtube th- uh youtube titles or descriptions or all of that that added so much more buzz to whatever you're working on like mm. i did for a long time i did e3 predictions for many years on my personal account and every year like i was always so excited to do them and like every year it got progressively bigger like in terms of views until 2019 was a freaking max for me like of I think I had like 1.6 thousand views on my Microsoft predictions that year. I was super stoked. And then what happens 2020 COVID and I posted Xbox predictions with no, there's no E3. And what do I get? Like, I don't know, 60 views or something. So it's disheartening for stuff like that for people creating content. So, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I, I, I just hope it comes back someday. Like as, as we're all saying, like, E3 has impacted us in more ways than than not, and and like Christian was saying, the people who were joking on it, it impacted those people too. They they were they were in the industry, going to those events, and they yep. they they want to act like they didn't love it, but they loved it. They loved it. Um, but yeah, I remember skipping school. I, like we say, it's the weekend, but there were some days where it fell during the week. Right, certain press conferences yes. would be like on yeah. a Tuesday or like something. Mondays or Tuesdays usually. Yeah, Wednesdays and Wednesdays I would just like screw math class, and I'll come home and and watch watch that stuff just on my yeah, yeah. computer in the basement. And I had a blast. So, and I still have a dream of going to E three someday, but that can't happen if it stays digital or if it doesn't come back in person. So I'm really crossing my fingers that someday, hopefully, 2023. It returns and it's actually really good <laughs> and not a shell of its former self. Um, but I am happy that G- Jeff Keighley and other people are trying to fill that void because without them, then we would literally have nothing. Um, but I do like the, I do prefer the original weekend condensed version than right. the spread out version. And I think that is the biggest critique that people have with uh, Jeff Keighley's summer game Pass thing that everything seems so spread out and the events that are happening aren't really always as exciting um so yeah i i miss e3 but i i am happy that summer games fest is happening they fixed it last year because the first year it was like over the course of like over like a month Months, or so like yeah. june and july i was like what is going on <laughs> uh but like last year obviously they had the big showcase which arguably was like it's actually a really good showcase i'm not gonna lie to you like jeff came with the stuff so <laughs> and there i mean not to say that like, summer games fest isn't isn't good because it's great but i also do miss e3 so right yeah. I'll say I miss what E3 used to be because the last few E3s weren't yeah. very good. Right. But Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I just want E3 to go back to what it what it used to be, what I was excited to skip school and watch. I, I think I think what it comes down to for me is that as somebody who can barely remember what I did the day before, I like the idea of only having to remember one weekend. OK, it's <laughs> yeah. June 23rd. Cool. That's when that's the weekend I need to pay attention to stuff, whereas yeah, the Summer Games Fest, especially, like you said, Christian, not last year, but the year before. No no idea when anything was happening. I'll just wait and find out about it after the fact, I guess. Um, but now, now I can ask that question. Yes. <laughs> What's more dead? Because there, we didn't put this in the news, but I can just say it now. There's a game-breaking bug in uh, Square's... Is it, I think it's Square, right? 
Avengers. Avengers? Yeah. Yeah. Curse of the um, that causes the game to crash like over and over again. And the only way to fix that is if you delete your campaign bro- progress. <laughs> and people, people go <laughs> rightfully call it a dead game because there hasn't been an update for that game in what feels like forever since the Wakanda update. I don't, even, I don't When was the Wakanda update? I don't know. Um, so my question is, uh, what's more dead, E3 or, or Avengers? <laughs> oh, you man. know what's funny is that this this fix for uh, the what is a, what is essentially a crash loop making your game unplayable. This reminds me of Rockstar's five ninety nine a month. Oh, what's the matter? The game's too grindy. I've got a fix for you. It just costs you something. Mm-hmm. Um, that's I love that. I love hilarious that it came from the actual Square uh, the uh, Avengers account where it's like, hey, we've got a fix for you. Uh, might delete your delete safe. Might, might delete everything you've worked for. Oh man. I, I think I do want to answer that question, but I do think they did fix it. Uh, like you don't have to do do that anymore, to my knowledge, unless okay. that is the way to to fix That's it. That's good. That is good. But how how quick was the turnaround time? Because why not just wait? Because you Over. know there's a, there's five there's four or five people that were like crap. Let me just do this, yeah. <laughs> and then like 15 yeah. minutes later, like never mind, we fixed it. It True. was like a day turnaround, right, bro? Oh I th- man, I think so. 24 hours, something like that. That's um, hilarious. But the fact that it exists is obviously the problem alone right. but uh which what is which is more dead i would say uh avengers because i don't know i just want to shit on that game like, a little bit <laughs> yeah. let it out bro let it out <laughs> i want to delete 80 hours of progress for them to fix it in 24 hours yeah Makes sense. my god now luckily this only affects people playing avengers so which is not like a dozen people. yeah a dozen people oh, dozens of us. Wow. and four of them deleted their save progress so a third 25%? of them yeah, a third. <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh, and, I, and i was i was actually hopeful after the war for wakanda update when was i wrong Sorry, bro. that's on you was i wrong it, it is <laughs> once when we twice once, yeah. yeah um quick fantasy critic draft check-in dan's winning Dan, Dan, Dan's like at 800 points now. Christian's Damn. like at 300. Wow. And then Rashan's got 10 and I've got zero. And I'm probably not that far off. Do you have the numbers, Dan? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. I'm pretty sure you oh, read them. I wonder, if, I, I wonder if my bids went through. I forgot I bid on games. Oh. I've been... I've, I'll, never mind. I'll talk about it later. I've been trying to do it and I'm not able to do it, oh. which is weird. Uh, here, yeah, uh, three games, all all coming to Dark Brew Games PDX. So, what's the next what game I, coming? I can out? do it now. Never mind. Lego Star uh, Wars: The Skywalker Saga on April fifth. Shut, shut, shut the fuck up! <laughs> Get it? You bought everything, Dan. I have ninety five points. Christian has fifty six. Row has wow. eight. Gage has six. Insane! How much of a lead you have? Yeah, but I also have four more games than you too. So. That's I have it. a few games coming out soon. Uh, yeah. Nintendo Switch Sports, obviously, so I'm hoping that one gives me some big boy numbers. Um, and then I, I bought four uh, indies because I wanted to... I, I don't know why. I, I, I looked at Dan's list, and he had a lot, and I got a little jealous, and it's like, well, we're already through quarter one. I should be having more games, too. Like, what else is coming, you know? So I just said, screw it, and I bought some more. Maybe a little bit too hastily, but I got Cult <laughs> of the Lamb, uh, Trek to Yomi, Live Alive, and the Call of Duty uh, Modern Warfare sequel that comes out later this year. Oh, fuck. That's a good get. I should have. <laughs> That's good. That's yeah. good. I may drop one. I don't know. We'll see. I would like to point out that my first game that is coming out is Stray, which doesn't have a release date. 
So that's that's how things are looking for me. It was gonna be Sons of the Forest in May, but oh, no. now it's just Stray, which we know nothing about. So that's that's what I'm looking like. That's great. Damn, dude, I don't know about your list. I'm confident. You know what? I'm confident in my list. I think my indies are gonna pull through, but I don't know when anything's coming out, and it <laughs> makes me want to cry. Also, every time I see my warning, I think I, I think the warning's on the same line as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, where it's just telling me that hey, that's a really bad counterpick. <laughs> it's not though. Um, but also, I, I have a minus ten to fifteen to look forward to as well. Great. So that's the that's how it's looking. It's pretty dire over here in the fantasy league. <laughs> um, now we move into the what you got for Daniel. Yes. What have you been playing? What have you been doing? I'm mad at you, Dan, for this. Oh, he's mad at me. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Well, first I'll start with I got a new upspec monitor attachment for my Xbox Series S, and I got it in preparation for vacation because you can't go on vacation without your game console. It's Where are you flying? Not, I'm not flying. I'm driving. <laughs> We're driving. <laughs> That's a good one, Christian. You're funny. Uh, but yeah, no, no, this attachment is super cool. Actually, like the series S is already super small as it is. And this little attachment goes on the back of the series S and it basically uses all the ports that the series S already has built in and uses the power of the series S. So you don't have an extra power cord or anything and it all snaps together nicely. And it's got a nice, like, I think it's like a 12 inch display or something like that. And it is actually super slick. I really like it. Um, super cool for traveling. And with how small the Series S is, it's perfect for travel. So if you're out there looking awesome. for next-gen games for travel, it's, it's great. I um, like the picture you posted of you in the, um, in the kitchen with it. Yes. Yeah, I put, I put it in my kitchen. Actually, that post freaking blew up. It has like 900 freaking likes and retweets and all <laughs> kinds of stuff and, and it's because the people in the replies uh, you should have been like thanks to man meat i've been able to get this no it's because the people at upspec retweeted my tweet and then i started getting all kinds of stuff i'm like jesus my notifications please stop i'm still <laughs> getting them but anyways uh christian the next thing i was playing was the climb to vr and the reason why we're not playing to we haven't played together, Christian, is because I don't think the online works for that game anymore. The have you played it? I know. In a while, we were supposed to, we were supposed to play that other one. Oh, Rec Room. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still down to do that. But you like, you haven't even added me on Oculus. I was super. I don't even know what your Oculus is. Do it. I sent. I sent it to you. Wait, didn't I add you? I thought That's I did. Good. I thought I did add you, and you didn't add me back. Tell me about the climb. Anyhow, anyways, yes. <laughs> the climb is awesome, actually, uh, minus the fact that the online doesn't work, apparently. Apparently, Crytek stopped supporting it. Um, but, yeah, it's. I literally put it on for the first time, and the uh, first, like, 10 minutes or so, it has you do, like, training and, like, teaches you how to do the different climb techniques and everything. And Christian's laughing, which makes me think that he realized that I did send him a request and he didn't add me back. Yeah, I added you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, but uh, yeah, there's different climbing techniques that it teaches you. When I first got on that platform and you're looking and it's like you're in clouds and I look down and I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't do well with heights. 
And I freaking freaked out. I had to sit. Why'd you buy it? Well, because I thought <laughs> it's it would be called decline. I know, but I thought it would be cool. But anyways, no. Anyways, I I had to sit down for a minute because I was freaking out too much. But I calmed myself down, got back up, and I was like, "All right, let's try this." Uh, for the first probably like fifteen minutes of it, I was like shaking pretty hard, and I I was uneasy. But then after that, like I was I was actually feeling like I was like you know, feeling better about it as I was playing more of it. Like, wow. yeah, it actually helped me, I think, in a way. I don't know. Oh. Maybe not in real life, but uh, <laughs> it actually, like, made me feel more comfortable as I, I played more until I lost grip of something and then I started falling and I'm like, oh, no. But I, If I can add to the climb conversation, because yes. that's one of the first games I bought on Oculus. One of the things yeah. I love about it is how it makes you, like, use the grips to like hold a certain way which yeah. leads to me getting like actually a little bit like tired in my arms as i do it <laughs> yeah and so like the, one of the things that i do when i go like bouldering is to like you know hold and like lean back that way your arms get a chance to rest or like you let go of one and shake it and you have to shake your arms in this one so you can like chalk up yep. so like i'm doing that and i feel like i'm like climbing which is cool but then that n- another level of immersion is i remember once <laughs> I was looking down on one of like the Switzerland climbs and I misjudged a hold and I fell. And I had one of those moments where I thought I was falling for real. Dude, it's like the scariest thing I've ever done. And this rocks. Dude. VR is amazing. Yes. Yeah, it's really cool. I, I've enjoyed the heck out of it. And actually, I played Rec Room with another friend of mine, Nate, uh, and we were enjoying the heck out of it. So. Must be nice. But, but Christian, you've never said, hey, let's play some Rec Room. All right, I added you. We'll, we'll figure, this, we'll figure something right, out. We'll figure it out. Remember Hannah Montana? I only heard the first part of that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't hear. <laughs> Your mic hated you. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. It was like, I, nope. I did a, re- I did a, I did a rendition of the climb by Hannah Montana. Oh, yes, yeah, great song. Best of both it. worlds. <laughs> that's probably for the best. Uh, Rashan, what do you got for us? Oh man, uh, I think we should cancel school. Oh no, and like just get rid of it. I agree. Not necessary. So people like me can play video games. Uh, yep. So not much. I, I restarted, or not restarted, I, I've beaten Celeste before, and I'm deciding to do another playthrough of it to do like some strawberry runs, do that collection thing. Just something to do on the side when I have the chance. So it's a great game. That's a great game. I, I just I just booted it up, and it gave me the, uh, the intro. It's like, just breathe. You can do this sort of thing. Like, ah, yeah. I'm getting the feels all over again. Uh, if you haven't played Celeste, people play Celeste. It's a great game. Um, so I played that, and I'm trying to get back on Ace Attorney. But besides that, that's it. I still haven't played Kirby. So bummed about that. Uh, but hopefully soon I'll, I'll be able to pick up Kirby. Christian, what you got for me? Yeah, uh, as you all know, I beat Elden Ring last week, and... I put like over 100 hours into that game, so I didn't feel like doing New Game Plus. And so I was like, you know what? I had Tunic downloaded. Let's let's get into it. So I, I started and then beat Tunic. Um, yeah. How long did it take you? I don't know, around like 10 hours or so. Well, that's okay. not bad. I don't know. And I will say, I think it's a great game. <laughs> I, I don't... Un- like that, this game is harder than Elden Ring. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> that the, the end game areas are in my opinion worse than the one side boss that i had trouble with in elden ring it's it's almost bad how how like insane it gets 
It was oh, so yeah. bad that like at the final boss, I decided to turn on the accessibility mode and like turn on no death because I I didn't <laughs> want to do it. Like it was it's it's so bad. Um. So yeah. And then and then after that, I was like, you know what? There's a secret ending. I it. Who's played Wind Waker here, bro? You know you played Wind Waker. Wind Waker? On my wish list. A long have, time yes. ago. Maybe you know what? Maybe I won't say this because it's kind of too an explorer. So I'll just stop. I'll just move on. There's one th- one other thing story related that I did not like, and then I ended up looking up the secret ending because I did not want to waste my time with what it asked me to do after that. Right. So, uh, beat Tunic the normal route. Um, I then jumped into Fortnite because my friend wanted to try out no build mode back when it was just a temporary thing. We didn't know it was going to be a, a permanent mode for this season. Uh, and let me tell you, yes, Fortnite is uh, a fever dream. I was looking at Kakashi dance to Megan the Stallion. <laughs> And I was like, I don't know what this game is anymore. Oh, look, it's it's Bruno Mars just running around, uh, a cat person. I and then now I want to buy an anime girl next time the, the shop updates. I don't know who I am, <laughs> but I did have fun with Fortnite and we did get a few wins, so that was cool. Um, and then I I started up Ghost Runner, which was one of the PS Plus games I think from either February or March. I I can't remember when. I think it was March. Uh, and I finally had the time to get to it. And Ghost Runner is incredible. Uh. On console, maybe it's not the best because, like, I feel like if you're better with mouse and keyboard, like, a, key- a mouse is going to be better for aiming. Um, but the stick has worked just fine for me. Um, and I love, like, super fast gameplay, dashing around, um, like, doing cool parkour stuff. So Ghost Runner has been my, my go-to jam, like, every night since I started it this weekend. Yeah, Christian, I, I enjoyed the heck out of that game until I got to a certain point and I could not get past it. And I'm like, well, crap. I literally gave up on it, but I loved it up to that point. Was it past the first boss or before then? Uh, no, it was past the first boss. Yeah, okay. it was well into the game. Yeah, got it. Okay. One more question. I'm sorry. I'm looking at uh, eBay copies of Wii Sports for thirty dollars. Should I? Should I do it? Yeah. Better to have bad. it and not need it than need it and not have it. Yeah, but well, I'm trying. One. I'm. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm trying to hold off uh, to see when Nintendo Switch Sports... Because I'm going to get Switch Sports. And I'm trying to see whether or not like Wii Sports will go either decrease in price, hopefully not increase. Mm. I don't know. We'll see. Just do it before the Wii uh, shop closes. Yeah. Unless it already has. It's, no, I'm thinking... it's, it's a disc for eBay. Oh. Right, I'm saying... Well, yeah. I guess you'll always have that available. Never mind. <laughs> Because I don't think Wii Sports is a game on the shop. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> You're probably right. Anyway. Yes. Here's what you got for me. Glad you asked. I've been playing <laughs> RoboQuest on Game Pass PC. And it's fantastic. I highly recommend everyone check it out immediately. And also your parents do. It is a uh, it's a really fast paced roguelike, uh, except the twist is that it's uh, a first person shooter. So um, really fun art style, really colorful. It's it's um, Dan was trying to guess what I was playing earlier when I was when I was streaming it. And he actually he guessed Borderlands. He's like, no, wait, is that Overwatch? It looks like both of the two combined. It's got a very fun cell shaded sort of smooth, high tech sort of design. Very Overwatch esque. It's just it's really fun. It's it's it. Um, coming off of Hades, I'm definitely kind of re uh, reinvigorated when it comes to roguelikes, which is also why I checked out Tunic as well. And it's it's just fun. It's very fast paced, very fluid. Definitely recommend playing it on a mouse and keyboard. Um, it's good stuff. It is it's good stuff. RoboQuest, what, highly what recommend. 
I was looking at a trailer be- before Gage brought this up. Um, I was like, this looks like Overwatch, and the guns in the game are literally Overwatch. Like one, <laughs> one of one of the guns is the Soldier Seventy. Yeah, it's so it's just Soldier Seventy Six's gun. Yeah. One of them is uh, like a turret, like a racist turret, and some guy has a hammer. Like, uh, what's his name? And there's a Hanzo bow. No, this is Overwatch. I love Tolborn, it. Or is that his name? <laughs> Torbjorn. Uh, I think it's. Uh, he does have a hammer, but I'm thinking about the knight guy, the big oh. guy. Oh, Ryan. But some of these weapons are just like straight up <laughs> Overwatch weapons. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they all. They, but this is the thing. The game feels so fluid and so fun to play um it's really great it's got a really it's got a really good system for um upgrading all the upgrades that happen to your character happen really quickly and it's really easy to sort of just shoot they've got a really they've got a really cool inventory uh ui layout where it's just really easy to pick up an upgrade and immediately know what's what it's for if you're looking for a fast-paced uh fps roguelite i recommend it's free on game pass pc right it's a good time. Aside from that, I've been playing Forza. Um, like I said, still uh, still not used to the 4K QLED TV. Still still enamored with it. So still playing Forza. Booted up Tunic because that was 4K enhanced. Um, I downloaded... Um, why am I blanking on the name? Oh my god. Compulsion Games. What was their, what's their game? We Happy Few? We Happy Few. I re-downloaded We Happy Few. I'm going to try and give that another go. Although I realized I downloaded it on the Xbox and I think it's on for PC as well, which is probably where I'll want to play it. But I was so hyped for that game and then it came out and it was game preview, not... I thought it was a... A lot of people thought it was going to be a fully finished game and it was game preview. And it just didn't quite live up to the hype. But I do like that genre of game and I really still dig the art style and the vibe of that game. And I love alternate history stuff. So I'm going to try and give that another go. I haven't started playing that yet, so we'll see how that goes. I need to finish Bioshock first, though. That's, that's the uh, history game. But big takeaway is Robo Quest and Forza. Both great games. Um, moving on to the topic of the show, ladies and gentlemen, Spartacus has been revealed. It is a <laughs> uh, surprise. It's, <laughs> it's just been PlayStation Plus all along. Um, PlayStation has unveiled not PlayStation long- Neo. It's like uh, it's like the Scooby Doo unmasking. It's, oh, it's PlayStation <laughs> Plus. Um, uh, so yeah, PlayStation has unveiled its long rumored Game Pass in quotes. These are big quotes. Uh, style subscription service, which comes in the way of a PlayStation Plus rebrand. The PlayStation Plus service now comes in three tiers, each priced differently and offering different perks. Existing PlayStation Plus members will be moved to PlayStation Plus Essential, which is the lowest tier at $9.99 United States dollars, which is essentially uh, mm-hmm. indistinguishable from how PlayStation Plus currently exists. Uh, it's pretty that, much the however, exact same thing. That is month to month, and you can still... This is the big question. Well, I guess I'll just wait till you're done. You're done. Sorry. Thanks, Christian. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um... Uh, where was I? Uh, PlayStation. So the second tier is PlayStation Plus Extra, uh, priced at fifteen dollars, uh, United States, and provides up to catalog of four hundred uh, PlayStation Four and PS Five games from first party and third party developers. Um, these are available for download, and it's interesting is that it doesn't seem to mention if this is a month to month switching out system, if it's just four hundred and they stay there and you get more added on. It's it'll be interesting to see how that works. 
Um, so that's PlayStation Plus Extra, uh, which is awful naming. And then the final tier is uh, PlayStation Plus Premium, priced at $20 a month, uh, which adds an additional 340 additional games uh, from uh, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, and PSP. Now, what's interesting with this tier, all of the PS3 games are only playable from streaming. However, uh, they haven't specified which ones, but apparently some of the games from the pool of PlayStation 2, PlayStation 1, and PSP some of them are streamable and some of them are downloadable. Don't really know how that works. Um, so it's a bit confusing. But that's pretty much the service. This is what a lot of leaks uh, have have mentioned and have reported on. Um, I, I'm pretty sure it's actually exactly as it's been leaked. Um, so uh, the, the first question is, how do we all feel about the subscription service in terms of what you get versus what you pay for? Uh, how are we all feeling on that? And then I'm going to jump in after we've had a chance to discuss that. I'm going to uh, move over to a statement from Jim Ryan where he gave a quote on why they're not adding uh, PlayStation first-party games day and date to the service, which is another key component. So, um, I, Rishan, had, oh, sorry, Christian, go ahead. Yeah, I do want to add that the, the numbers you have are correct for month-to-month, but that they did they are including a yearly thing, which is one of the big questions that we had was, is yearly going away because month to month would be terrible you would be losing so much money it would not be worth it in my opinion honestly premium is barely worth it it's, it's, well we'll get to that when we get to that right but yeah right. you can do a, a yearly subscription which uh, a lot better for your wallet so yes and quarterly too is cool and but, quarterly really oh like, i do oh, like nice. that they give all these options i wish xbox did that they yeah. used to but they don't anymore unfortunately uh, uh, sorry, Rashan. Uh, so, how does how does this feel? Looking at what we have here and 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 everything that you get with each tier, how does this make you feel? Do you think that it's how do you feel in terms of quality of the content that you get versus the price that you're paying? Um, I don't know if I see the value in it just yet. With could you? I just have a question here, and maybe it was already answered. But for PlayStation Plus Premium, you get the three hundred and. 40 additional games from PS3, the PS2, and PSP, and all that stuff. You get access to it, but do you still have to pay f- to download that stuff? Like, do you still have to purchase those games, or are those no. just available? Those are just available for you. They're available to you, yeah. yeah. Okay, so that's okay. That's not what I thought. That's awesome. That's pretty cool. Um, so if I pay 119.99 yearly, I get all these games. Suggest play if I want to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The caveat being that all the PS3 the games song. have to be streamed. Right. And then some of the PS2, PS1, and PSP games are available for download, but some of them have to be streamed as well. Okay. Um, yeah, f- for me personally, I don't see the value in it just yet. I have to see what those 340 games are, I guess. Um, but I can't see my... S- as much as I love games preservation, and, and, I, and I want this to be a thing, and I want us to be able to have access to those old games... Um, I I don't know. I just I don't see myself shelling out that that money for that. Yeah. Um, even though I do see this as a good step in preserving those old games. Um, I'm glad that PlayStation Plus is sticking around. But if it wants, and this as we were as you said in big quotations, this is not really a Game Pass competitor because they're not really doing anything to combat. To, to be on that same level, they're just essentially letting us play older older games, which Xbox already does for 
for nothing, right? They just have a, get, a backwards compatibility backlog library. Right. If you want to purchase the game, you can. Um, but yeah, I, I I need to see more, I think. And the fact that they didn't really show us a lot is kind of worrying me uh, hmm. as to what the games are when they do reveal it. Um, but yeah, I, I need to see more. Right now, I'm not not super sold on it. Um, I'm going to jump in real quick here just because of what you mentioned about game preservation. I've got a bit of a hot take here. Somebody might call me an extremist for this take, but (laughs) I'm going to say it. The only type of real game preservation is hardware-based native ability to play a game. Right. Because... That's not a hot take, that's just facts. But I mean, even... So even... Yeah, okay, all right, I'll take it. I'll take it. But <laughs> I need to be able to have, say, an Xbox Series X that I can disconnect from the internet, that can live in perpetuity, that I can put an Xbox One game into and it can play. That is real game preservation. So I, I agree I agree with you, Rishan, where this is a good step in the right direction, but it's a subscription, You're, like especially for the games that are being streamed. I mean, if those servers go down, if they decide yeah. to to end the service, if yeah. you can't afford to pay for it, then you don't you're not preserving those games. Now they're gone. They've they've you've right. now removed access, like right? ten years in the future or eleven years in the future, whenever the PS6 comes out, who's to say that they still have this service around? Where do those games go? Yeah, it, being tied to subscription service does kind of. <laughs> Uh, it is a it's a it's a pre- games preservation with a huge asterisk for sure. Exactly right, and 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 especially it's funny coming from Sony because they're the ones that need to. I mean, well, Nintendo is is in its own ballpark at this point, but when it comes to Xbox and PlayStation, PlayStation, I mean, they should be doing more to to ease the concerns because Jim Ryan has already made really troubling statements about older games and how nobody wants to play old games and stuff like that, and he had to walk that back later. So I agree, this is kind of like yeah, it's a good step, but it's, it's this is not. This is not game preservation, but um, I digress. Daniel, yes. how does this make you feel? Now, to be fair about the game preservation thing, I, is that true that you can play Xbox One games on a Series X like if it's not connected to the internet? Because I didn't think you could do that. On the Xbox, I don't know if it's changed, but on the Xbox One you could because I owned mm. uh, I own um, the Halo Two Clutch Edition on disc, and I throw I used to throw that in the Xbox every now and again. But it's been a year since I've done that. So I gotcha. it could have changed between now and then, but they did have hardware-based native. So I thought I thought you had to install something. Like when you install the um, the uh, backwards compatible version of the game, I thought you had to download that from the internet, like from their servers. Maybe I'm mistaken in that. It's been a long time since I've actually right. done that. But anyways... Um, yeah, the the entire PlayStation Plus revision here. I think, in my opinion, like the the greatest value here for me would be uh, the extra tier. Um, and yes. obviously, like I, as we talked about a little bit already, like I really like the pricing in terms of giving you three different options: paying monthly, quarterly, and yearly. And each one that you do, you save more money. You know, if you do quarterly, you save a little bit more than you would by paying monthly. If you pay yearly, you save a little bit more than you would pay for quarterly. So I really like that um, business model. And like you said, Gage, I wish Microsoft would do that as well for Game Pass, Game Pass Ultimate. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like the uh, extra tier gives you more, the most value here just because you're getting a, a large selection of games, 400 games for 15 bucks a month, which is on par with what Game Pass Ultimate is. Obviously, Game Pass Ultimate includes first-party games, but 
they're, it's not like they're not getting any big games um, on here. Like they already announced that they're getting some big games already. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Please. Death, Death Stranding, God of War, Spider Man, plus Miles Morales, which that's great. Uh, Mortal Kombat 11, Returnal. Um, yep. Yeah. So they're getting a lot of good content. Um, it's just not they're not getting day one releases, and it will be right. interesting to see like what is that cadence going to be for them. Uh, releasing their first party content into the extra tier like obviously at a certain point i feel like we're going to have an idea of like okay this game's going to release in the extra tier six months from now or six months well, after launch looking at you ghostwire tokyo yeah <laughs> that's oh, a good point the way to measure that. is ratchet and clank in that uh i don't think they announced whether it is or not so if, i'm assuming if Returnal not. Is and ratchet and clank isn't it isn't isn't there only like a month or two between those games we could kind of use yeah. that as a starting point for what true. however many months yeah true. yeah it, it, Returnal it's came also out like, first i think right yeah it did but it, it's yeah. also like one is a um they're both triple a studios i guess now in my opinion but like one is like a studio with like a lot of lineage with playstation and one is like their first triple a game so you don't want to use it quite as like the bar for like timeline because I think PlayStation might see these games as kind of two different. Like Returnal for me is like we know a Ratchet and Clank game is like that's going to sell because it has like an icon of a character and people like buy that as like a series versus Returnal, which is like this roguelite, very difficult game, very niche game mm-hmm. that like maybe people might try, might not try, and which is, this is why where I think extra might work so well is you can put those games that people are kind of curious about but may not want to spend the full 70 dollars on a few months right. down the line they can try it out there i think that like dan was saying that's a great place to to have extra in for sure yeah yeah and the hundred dollar tier for yearly i feel like is a pretty good value for for what you're getting in in that tier um and like you guys have said like i in terms of the premium tier <laughs> A lot of the the allure to that tier is cloud streaming access, which is essentially like PlayStation Now type stuff. Personally, I think that that should be included if you own the games regardless, because that's how it is on Xbox. Like you don't have to pay for cloud streaming on Xbox. If you own the game and it has cloud support, you can just play it. You don't have to pay for anything. So like I, I feel like that should be a similar type deal, but I don't know. Um. Now the second part of this that I want to get oh, into. Sorry, hey, go let ahead, me Bruce. let me go. Huh? Gonna ask everyone else? Oh, you, oh sorry. <laughs> Patiently. I'm just kidding. Giving you a hard time. Um, first, the good news is, um, like Dan said, I, I think the um, pricing model is great. Although I would like to see a family plan now. Now that I'm hearing stuff about <laughs> yeah. you know Xbox getting that, like PlayStation, like, dude, baby, come on. Um, like we talked about, I think Extra is probably like a, a really great tier because you get access to like a lot of games and specifically PS4 and PS5 games that like like I just said, you know, if you're kind of curious about like smaller kind of titles, more niche titles, those might have a good chance of going into that that um, that subspace down the line. Uh, I have two big negatives. Um, I can't remember why can't I remember the first one all of a sudden. Uh. Well, let's go with the the other one first, is that I think it's been so long. Why can't we stream? Why can't we download PS3 games natively? And I I know the cell architecture of the PS3 is is why, but my counterpoint to that is like, well, if we're paying a premium price for a premium service, um, then I think it's worth investing the millions of dollars to have, in my opinion, a premium service and let you download these games, right? Because I don't think streaming games 
is is premium at all and you know there are a lot of markets that don't have high uh down or up speeds for, for you to stream these games so much so that playstation doesn't offer the premium service in those markets which is like okay like if this feels like a half measure um for oh and that, that which speaking of half measures i don't like when um people people companies make announcements um near the end of quarters just for investors because this to me is very much a, a half announcement as much like rose said this doesn't feel like a full announcement yet we don't know the full list of 340 games that are going to be offered um like that is a lot of games and for them to not, like not mention any is just com like baffles me like let, let's get an idea of what kind of games we can expect because there could be a lot of shovelware for all we know i don't right. think that'll be the case but like at least given us idea of what we're, we can expect and then maybe I'll like be more excited about this service. But as of right now, it's like, this is still three months away. Like, yeah, you, you did this, did this for investors. And like, I, I get that and cool to finally have it be official. But other than that, like I, I still want like a f more details before I can make a proper well, judgment. More importantly too, Christian, like, I know you're saying like, sure, they might not all be shovelware, but more importantly, how many of these 340 games are downloadable? Are are you able to play native? Sure. Right? Because it is well within reason that they could say there's 340 additional games, 280 of them have to be streamed. In which case, you know, I mean, like a lot of people, that will affect a lot of people's decision, right? Because you're, that's the whole point is that you're getting an extra 340 games for that tier. But if you're wanting those 340 games, like, oh, well, maybe I can play them locally because this is the premium tier. Well, no, you can't. And um, another uh, another point there, just before we move on, move on to Dan, is that um, I, I'm sick of the sell process or nonsense. Okay, it's not the Enigma. People have people have PS3 emulators on PC. Just random people in their basement have done this. It's not that it can't be done. It's that Sony doesn't want to prioritize it. That is the dirty truth. Yeah. Story. It's not. Let me let me play Metal Gear Solid Four again, man. We're not putting people on Mars, all right? <laughs> We're not fighting the mm, people from Destiny, the Crawl. What are they called? Cabal. The Ball. <laughs> That's what it is. The Cabal. The yeah. Cabal. There we go. Uh, uh, <laughs> go ahead. I just had a quick, really quick oh, question. Fine. The 340 games does that that includes PSP, PS2, and PS4, or is that just one? Is it just PS3 games? What is what is so that 340? The, so the 340 additional games is from PS3, PS2, PSP, and PS1. And PS4, okay. right? And PS4, yes. And it doesn't okay. it doesn't specify which ones will have to be streamed and which ones can be done. Gotcha. Even more. So, sorry, yeah. I thought PS4 games were an extra. So, well, see, this is we're, we're already. Confused. You know what <laughs> oh, I mean? No. Oh, you know oh, what? No. Yeah, the, it's so kind of confusing because it the says 340 is P is PS3 backwards. The f the oh, the 400 yeah. is PS4 slash PS5. P uh, okay, PS4 streaming is the premium. I, okay, right. sorry. Yeah, got it. Confused. So it's a total of 740 games so far. Yeah. 400 right. of uh, are PS4, PS5 games, and then the additional are the PS3 and like, backwards. Why didn't they just say, like, all of our first-party PS3 and PS4 games are included in this? Like, because it this... might not be all of them. I know. Yeah, that's my point. But, no like, idea. why not just, like, who's buying PS3 or PS4 games now? I, I guess new stuff. You're, you're buying new stuff, but, like, old PS3 and PS4 games? Well, people might I have collections, right? People might I have just, yeah, I just bought some discs for PS3 games that I can't play, but that I want. Okay, Dan. Okay, <laughs> that's fair. There's a lot of good uh, games how else am I going to play? Yeah, 
PlayStation All Stars, baby. Sly Cooper. Sly Cooper. <laughs> mm. Dan. Oh, that's all I had. That was it. Okay. <laughs> um okay so this so moving on to the second half of my question then becomes um because this is very clearly not a game pass um competitor it is its own sort of system um this leads me to a quote that we got from jim ryan recently and uh, i'm just going to read it out to you here which is that um when asked about um uh first party games not coming to the playstation plus premium service day and date uh, Jim Ryan gave this uh, response here, and I'm just going to read a couple different parts here, but we're going to start off with, um, we feel like we are in a good virtuous cycle with the studios, uh, explains Jim Ryan, where the investment delivers success, which enables yet more investment, which delivers yet more success. We like that cycle, and we think our gamers like that cycle. Um, later on, he continues, and speaking about adding games day and date, uh, to the service, he says, we feel if we were to do that, the games we make at PlayStation Studios, that virtuous cycle will be broken. The level of investment that we need to make in our studios would not be possible. We think the knock-on effect on the quality of the games that we make would not be something that gamers would Now, you guys know I love to disagree with Jim Ryan, <laughs> but I think there might be a grain of truth here. Now, the only reason I bring that up and uh, this is not to call... I'm going to use you as an example, Dan, but this is not to call you out because I've done this myself and I've seen lots of people do this. Is that already subconsciously, there seems to be this idea of, oh, do you see this game coming out? Uh, I don't know if I'll get it. It looks like it's a Game Pass game. It looks like it's... There seems to be this sort of subconscious that there is a certain tier of game that's like... Obviously, we know uh, Xbox first-party games come to Game Pass. They're coming regardless. Those are the big premium games, like your Bethesda's. But there seems to be this sort of growing subconscious idea that there is this type of, like, this is a Game Pass game, as in this is a B-tier, this is a mediocre game, or this is like a game that could be good, could be bad. Um, so I think there might be... I'm not willing to say definitively yes or no, but I think that there might be a, a grain of truth here to what Jim Ryan is saying, where... If you have this steady source of income, you might not be able to sort of... If Naughty Dog releases a game and it makes hundreds of millions, they can look at that and say, okay, they made this much money, we're going to put this much more into their next game to then yield more. Like, I, I see the logic he has sort of laid out. So do you guys think that there is sort of this possibility that uh, subscriptions can hurt sort of the investment in games or even just how we budget games? Um, Christian, what do you think about this? Oh, big question for me to answer. There's a lot of places I can go. Um, I'll just start with it. I think Jim Ryan is certainly like, for the most part, like right. Not maybe not with the way I think about uh, exclusive titles, because obviously, like to answer like another point you made, like the counter argument is Destruction All Stars. Like, sure that was a PS Plus game, but like when I look at that, that's a you know a Game Pass game. That's a PS Plus game if I've ever seen one. You know what I mean? So, like, the, the reverse is true for on PlayStation side as well. Um, but for, like, I think, like, the first-party studios, I think with the caliber of games that they're wanting to make and invest in, then, yeah, I think we've been having this conversation for the past year that I don't, I'm not sure that subscription service would yield the same amount of, of kind of returns on making those kinds of games because just the, the income would be different. You don't... Suddenly, you don't have this massive pool of money to invest in the studios to make whatever they want to make sell right. at a premium price you know we'll buy those it's successful 
And then, you know, you can use that money, if, you know, obviously it's profit, but you can also use that to invest into um, to studios to make another game, a, a sequel, a new IP, or invest into getting, you know, acquiring new studios. So there's really something there. I, I'm very curious to see what, what Dan has to say, because I, when I think of Dan, I think of him as the Xbox guy, and, I, you know, so I, I want to hear what he has to What do you think, Jim, like, about Jim Ryan? What do I think about Jim Ryan? I think Jim Ryan's fine. He's he's all right. He's He's not my favorite. He's fine. I think, I don't think either approach is wrong personally. And like, I don't think it necessarily is indicative based on, you know, whether it's a, you know, a big blockbuster studio like Naughty Dog or, you know, tiny little freaking machine games or something. I don't know. Machine games isn't tiny, but I couldn't think of anything else. But, I think that Microsoft still is trying to get to the point where their first party is on par with what Sony is doing. And like, we haven't seen the result of that yet. Like we haven't still haven't seen the, the true like result of the Bethesda acquisition. And when the Activision acquisition goes through, there's still a lot more that we have to see from that. Uh, obviously we've had some games come out lately that, um, are more games as a service. Forza Horizon is a kind of a, a, a outlier in that because it's not as much of a, a game as a service, but usually Microsoft is pushing more games as a service than Sony is. Sony is doing more, you know, the big tentpole blockbusters, single player games. And when you're doing those, it's a much different beast than it is doing like a ongoing game as a service where you're getting you know, revenue from other sources like microtransactions and, you mm. know, subscriptions or whatever else. Uh, so, like, I don't necessarily think that either approach is wrong. I just don't, I don't think that Microsoft in their current form is on par with what Sony is doing at their first-party studios. But I think it has the potential to get to that point when we see the, you know, the fruits of their acquisitions that they've, they've started to do. It, honestly, this is why I think Extra is a really good place for a lot of these games where, like, you know, maybe launching on day one, you know, you, you do get the, the dippers there. You, you'll get, like, the profit from people who are really interested in supporting that game on release. And the people that, that don't, you don't just lose on that much. You don't lose it altogether because if they're paying in for this extra service, we'll be able to play the games down the road. So I feel like that's, that's a, a good middle ground, even though you're not, like, completely sacrificing all the profits from launching day one on some kind of subscription service agreed yeah i i as much as i didn't see the value in uh the this program and it not being a game pass competitor i do agree that they don't need to really uh have a game pass competitor Uh, as dan was saying they Xbox does need to catch up a little bit with the exclusive side of things. And I am just one person, but there was no way in hell that I was going to play Halo if it wasn't on Game Pass. I wasn't going to pick that up if, if, I was just, if it was just a new game and I had to pay $70 or $60 or whatever, $90 in Canada, to play that game. But because it was on Game Pass, I, I checked it out. And it's not the same on PlayStation side for me. Again, I'm just one person, but I think the general consensus is that their exclusives are critically acclaimed and people come to playstation to play those games and when god of war comes out i'm going to play it i'm going to pay that 90 dollars um i'm not going to wait for it to be on playstation plus or anything like that i'm just going to play it day one because i'm excited for that game and i know what a playstation exclusive is and i think jim ryan knows that that he doesn't need to put like his first party games on a subscription service right now and i think what xbox is doing is working for them and i just don't think that jim ryan needs to 
to do to pivot to that strategy uh, right now, if ever, because what he's doing is is working for PlayStation, and Nintendo's doing whatever the hell Nintendo's doing. But everybody seems to be winning in their own unique way. Um, but yeah, it will only the future will will tell if he he shifts gears on this. But as how PlayStation is right now, I don't think they they need to do that. Well, and I I think. Um... It's interesting that he mentions, you know, I, I think he mentions that he believes that gamers also don't want that and they also like the way that things are. And I That's have to say, true. to his credit, there's kind yeah. of some truth there because Game Pass has only been getting bigger and bigger the last three years. And yet with the launch of Series X and PS5, I, I think most, the most recent analysts say that the PS5 is still outselling Xbox 2 to 1. So there is some truth to that where it's like, even with all the amazing economic advantages that xbox has and like the the value of game pass people still they want those you know next gen just absolute behemoth they want those naughty dog style games they want those god of war spider-man uh last of us style games and when you think about it unfortunately the closest thing to that on the xbox platform is rockstar is 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 your red dead redemption 2 like that's it's not even an xbox studio it's just a third party that happens to be on the xbox platform so i, I won't say that i don't want it i i would love if playstation had a game pass equivalent that were giving us day one games and i like i would i would i would want that right um but they don't they don't have to they don't have to do it is, is they don't what have I to think. do it because yeah. you're already willing to pay the premium because you right. know you're getting those premium titles right yeah. and that's the thing is that yeah, I, sorry, Christian, go ahead. I want. I'm curious to what you're going to say. I mean, the real answer is there's no way to really know unless they actually do it, right? Like then we would see the actual results because until then it's just speculation on on all our fronts, including yeah. Jim Ryan, right? So the, there really yeah. is no way to know. It, I, it is kind of unique in that sense because until PlayStation fails at its current model or Xbox releases an incredible thing, like there, yeah, we don't really know if the Xbox, if the Game Pass model is has the potential to be way better or if uh sony's way of doing things has the potential to be way worse because they're both like like rishan said they're both kind of doing what they need to right now if i'm being honest having access to xbox games on pc and playing my playstation as like my first party kind of location i've never been happier because for me these two console makers are doing two totally different things and i'm being satiated on both fronts i i couldn't be happier having that like expendable income to to pay for a game pass and then pay for a, you know, a $70 title on PlayStation once every right. two months. Like I'm comfortable. That's, I know it's not the, the case for a lot of people, which, which sucks. You know, they have, they have to choose or, you know, if maybe they can't even choose. Right. So that's a bummer. If, if you're looking forward to some kind of subscription service on PlayStation. And again, it's very hard to hear stuff like this or even say stuff like what Jim Ryan said and not sound arrogant. So I can see where he's coming <laughs> from too, by the way, like hopefully he's not like burning people, but like, We'll have to wait and see what, what the subscription model with Extra turns out to be because I think they really have to nail getting games that, you know, maybe don't fill that market again, like, or, or kind of like the games that are, like, harder to market and, like, really sell uh, to, to get on that platform and that might get more people to, to check those out, so. Gentlemen, we have any final comments, concerns, closing comments? Nope. The longest episode in history here. Is it actually again? No, it's again. another record. Every time, yes. every time Gage hosts. I thought we went over two hours last time. No, we didn't. I was looking at it and I was like, you know what? I've got, t- I've got 12 minutes. We're good. 
<laughs> nope. Here it is. I'm not hosting anymore. I'm not doing it. I refuse <laughs> to do it. All right? I've already embarrassed myself in front of Man Meat having you guys walk back our sponsorship deal. They're watching this, seeing. Use code Did, Daniel. Has been answered? Like, what, what do you get? So, Man Meat, okay, so it's actually really. So, just wait, yeah, no, Shan, thank, somebody's asking about our sponsor. That's a good thing. So, Man Meat, it looks to solve this overpopulation uh, problem and also be economic at the same time. So, what, what? you do is you go to manmeat.com, you use code Daniel Prindle, and you oh, type no. in what kind of meats that you like, like cow, pig, and then they'll send you the human equivalent oh. from overpopulated countries. Worse. <laughs> that's terrible so, i don't uh, want to be sponsored by this yeah <laughs> i don't like, either if you like the taste of man meat go to all right and take us out of your gauge com. i don't, I don't. <laughs> thanks oh, everyone for watching this has been podcast pxn a video game podcast where we talk about video games i have been your host for the last time gage <laughs> dempster at gilbo biggins on Twitter. I am joined by Daniel the Manual and Christian and Rashan. Everyone have a lovely evening. Don't go to Manny. <laughs> code Daniel Prindle. See ya.